0: Hello, and welcome back to the Space Pod Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Exotic Owl, and actually, probably for the rest of the episodes that are coming back, because um, we've kind of been on hiatus again after our other hiatus not too long ago. <laughs> but. Yeah, we we kinda we kinda got back on hiatus. I was busy, Spacer was busy, who is the other host if you did not know that. But yeah, so I'm gonna be taking over this podcast actually. He's gonna be like super busy like all of the time. So yeah, until he gets his life back together, you know. I'm I'm gonna be the host for this podcast. So Yeah, well, I guess I should introduce the topics I'll be talking about today by myself, all alone, with no other person. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Alright, so for today's podcast, I'm actually going to be talking about um, a few things. I wouldn't say a few. I have a few things topics I want to talk about, some longer than others, because some I have more to say than others. Like, let's say Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium trailer and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Like, I wish I could say more about those trailers that came out recently, but I, I don't. I don't have much to talk about, but those aren't- those aren't the only two things I'm gonna be talking about, Marvel related, at least. I'm also gonna be talking about Werewolf by Night, cuz, you know, it's spooky season. So, I have to. And, um, yeah, that's kind of all the Marvel stuff I'll be talking about, because I am not an expert on it at all. Usually, Spacer is one that knows more, and I ask questions and learn more about Marvel through him, but he's not here. So, I guess I'll have to just say my thoughts and not learn anything new today. So that's nice. (laughs) But, um, other than Marvel, I also have some DC news. I don't know if you've heard recently, I think it was announced on Tuesday... It is about James Gunn and Peter Saffron being co-CEOs to lead DC films, basically. Yeah, so Warner Brothers Discovery has basically made them co-CEOs to run DC films, TV, and animation. So I guess they're gonna be like the front runners. They're gonna be in charge of all the DC films that are gonna be coming out in the future now. So there's there's that. Um I don't, I don't know how to feel about that, honestly. I mean, yeah, I like James Gunn, and I liked Peacemaker, and um, Birds of Prey, and Suicide Squad, but I don't know if he wrote Birds of Prey, actually. I'm pretty sure he... Okay, I know he wrote Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. I don't think he wrote Birds of Prey. Yeah, I think that was someone else. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. And I don't know who Peter Saffron is. So there's, there's that. That is my say on that stuff. Pro- probably DC does need some new people to look after all their films and TV. Um, Not animation though. D- the Harley Quinn animated series is doing well, in my opinion. I like that show. That show's great. I have to watch the new season though. Season three. I really need to watch that. I just realized that. Anyways, let's go back to Marvel for a sec here. Um, so Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania trailer dropped this week. Crazy, I know. I I, I, it's, I wish I I thought it was super crazy, honestly. But <laughs> it's not that crazy. It came out. The trailer is dope, and I'm very intrigued. And I'm pretty sure King, the Conqueror, is a person villain hero villain that i've heard a lot about um when it came to the mcu stuff like there was a lot of references or um not references more like a lot of people had theories about king the cocker coming at some point during the mcu and i guess this is this is that this is what we're gonna see and yeah i Can't wait to see the whole quantum realm because it looks dope. It looks pretty dope. There's going to be a lot of CGI in that movie, more than um, usual Marvel movies. But yeah, I I guess we'll have to see if the CGI is good on this one and hopefully it is. I know some people are very picky with that stuff, but, um, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, I've probably mentioned how I am used to bad CGI, so it doesn't really get under my skin as easily as it does for other people. But, um, besides that, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that is coming out November 25th is also, um, the trailer also dropped this week. So there's, there's that, yeah, that, that trailer was actually really funny, I'm, like, honestly. I wish I could have seen it in theaters, but it looks like it's going to be dropping on Disney+. Plus. But then again, it does look like a movie that you could just, like, watch at home with, like, popcorn and you're, like, in the holiday spirit. You know, like, or not even popcorn. You just get, like, a nice hot chocolate and whatever holiday treats you eat during that. I personally would have gotten mantecadas, which are, um, uh, Mexican bread, so... Mantecades, oh man, Mantecades with some hot chocolate while I'm watching that movie, oh oh, man, I'm just thinking about it, it just hits, it hits, man, (laughs) but, um, yeah, no, I'm super excited, that trailer looked hilarious, and I can't wait to see, to, to see it finally, which is gonna be basically the day after Thanksgiving, so... Can't wait for that. And now time for uh, spooky season related things, aka Werewolf by Night, uh, another Marvel movie? No, I guess it's not a movie. It's not a a short film either, because I'm pretty sure it went longer than typical short films. But it could be considered a short film at the same time. But anyways, it's, uh, Werewolf by Night is at least 50 minutes, probably longer. Um, and it was honestly really, really good. Uh, A lot of people probably had trouble watching it because it was black and white. So a lot of people are picky. I I don't know. I'm not as picky, but I am picky at the same time. But like the black and white, I feel like definitely added to the aesthetic and tone that they were going for. It was so fun to watch. It was like an old timey horror movie, especially with, with the record player and their outfits and the way it looked it just looked so cool overall and the fact that the i guess the cgi um kind of looked like something that you would have seen back then like in the 50s um it, it kind of had that feeling of like irl uh what is it called makeup effects, special effects. Yeah, special effects. It, it had that uh, special effects feel, and it looked, it, it just looked, it looked more lively in that aspect, and the it definitely went with the tone that they were going for. It was a super fun watch. I enjoyed it very, it was very, very cool. Uh, main character, main characters were, pretty pretty cool i i like werewolves werewolves are like on the top of my monster list that uh of monsters i like yeah it's it's technically vampires and then werewolves and then whatever else I don't really don't really care about that but vampires and werewolves yes those are my favorite types of monsters <laughs> but yeah as i was saying the um i don't even know who the the monster big guy was the friend of jack was i don't know what kind of monster that person was but um he seemed like a chill guy yeah oh his name was ted i remembered his name yeah ted ted seems like a cool cool friend to have i would definitely be friends with ted i don't know who wouldn't honestly i would have ted as a freaking stuffed animal or like a cool action figure you know like one of those old-timey action figures where you could actually move all the joints you know yeah yeah I would definitely have that as an action figure. Like, for sure, for sure. But, um, I don't think that'll be happening, sadly. Yeah. But I- I- I liked how gory it was. I mean, you didn't really see it, because it was black and white. And, oh man, the camera scenes that you- the- the camera shots that you saw. Like, the one part with- uh, I forgot her name, but the main character was stuck in the cage with Jack, and Jack was turning into a werewolf. That scene where you just see, like- the blinking lights and hem slowly transforming was so dope. It looked so cool. It was so great. Like, it definitely um, is a, probably a a a reference to something, but I haven't watched old movies. So, yeah, I should probably, I should probably do that if I'm trying to go into this film industry, because there's a lot of old dudes that are going to be like, I want it like this, and I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, it's this movie. And then I'm like, you're old. But yeah, I guess I should, I should, <laughs> I should, I should watch some old movies. <laughs> but yeah, no, that shot was so dope, in my opinion. It looked so cool. But now I need to watch more horror movies before, before October ends, because I didn't wa- get to watch many. I only watched Coraline in like the beginning of October, I believe. And um, now Wolf by Night, or oh, Werewolf by Night, my bad. So yeah, I need, I need to watch something. I mean... I'm gonna do another Halloween, uh, episode next week, even though it'll probably be November, but that's okay, because I- we didn't get an upload at all during- during October, during spooky season, so expect, uh, me to talk about two horror films next week, because I do have two horror films in mind, and if you're kinda curious, uh, the first one is Barbarian, and the second one is The Black Coat's Daughter, and, um- I heard Barbarian is better to watch if you have, like, no context whatsoever. And I can't exactly remember what the trailer showed. So, I guess I'm on the right path on that part. As for the Black Coat's daughter, that is about two teenagers stuck in boarding school. Uh, a Catholic boarding school, I might add. Because their parents forgot them. And so, they're, like, stuck there, you know, during the holidays, I guess. So, yeah, I, I think you guys understand why I why I chose that film specifically. Because it's about two teenage girls stuck in a boarding school that also a Catholic boarding school. If you don't know why I'm repeating that part, then you obviously don't know why I chose this film. <laughs> but but um it did say it is a psychological thriller, but it also said horror and it also said mystery. So I guess it fits into multiple categories in that aspect. So yeah I'm excited to watch this film. The next thing on my to-do list that I will probably be talking about a lot longer than I did with the DC and Marvel stuff is the Owl House. That is right, I am back. We're talking about the Owl House. And why, you may ask? Well, (laughs) you probably live under a rock or you don't know what the Owl House is, but that's, that's, that's a show on Disney and season three, episode one, premiered last week, I want to say, and it was, it was a great episode. It was a 45-minute episode, um, so it was like a special episode, and season three is actually gonna have only three, three episodes, I believe, and they're all 45 minutes because the show got canceled, which is so sad, but, uh, this, this episode was really, really good. They, they had, there was a lot of smooth animation in this, and it was so fun to watch again, and I, uh, I like these characters all so much. There was a time skip and, um, lots to unpack. Actually, the bi-flags were, were everywhere and Pride stuff was, like, basically everywhere on this episode, which was great. I mean, like, they canceled the show already. They can't just cancel it again. So why not add everything from non-binary fingernail colors to freaking bi-flags everywhere and, uh, ally pin pinned to Camilla's shirt? So, yeah, no, that-, that The episode was so good, and it's good to see Camilla basically interact with all these kids, because, like, honestly, I really liked Camilla. Camilla is my favorite, uh probably one of my favorite characters well not not even probably is one of my favorite characters and the fact that she's so caring and thoughtful and she just wanted the best for loose honestly is is because she she went through the same thing and she just she stands up for loose but also is like worried about her because she's well she's been through the same thing if um cosmic i think it was called cosmic frontier is a book series that she was obsessed with when she was younger and she had all the merch cardboard books cosplay all that other jazz that hunter and gus found in the basement that she hid which is uh which is really funny when she realizes that they found it and tries to act like she had no idea about it (laughs) so yeah like um camilla camilla just was, was she's trying her best man she's trying her best and she's probably doing way better than most parents in my opinion so don't don't come after her she's a great mom and i will I i'll defend her i'll defend her until i die so yeah <laughs> But, yeah, and then Luce. Just a a lot of trauma. Oh, man, there's a lot of trauma with every single one of them. Like, um, oh, man. (laughs) Luce and her trauma, she's struggling, and she's keeping secrets as well as Hunter since they went into Bella's mind. And, oh, man, just a lot of trauma. They're just kids. They're just kids, man. They're they're just kids. God, Bellows, why do you have to do this to children? Man, he's a... I want to say he's a narcissistic psychopath, but I don't know if that's accurate. So if it's accurate, then I said it. If it's not, then I did not say anything because I don't know words. (laughs) But but yeah, season three, episode one was really good. And the fight scene was also really good with um, when Hunter got possessed by bellows so yeah um i don't really have much else to say on that um let's go to my next topic dead end paranormal park season two dropped i think this month and i recently just finished it i like binged the whole thing and it oh man this season was a very it's a very sad season man (laughs) season one yeah it had pull your heartstrings and it even had a musical episode but that was definitely way more upbeat than freaking season two where it was just it was just one thing after another and it just hit you and then it was then it like dragged you and then you're in your feelings and oh my god man wow just wow and also also we learned some some more lore about courtney and her background she happens to be a fallen angel and not only that she she got banned she had to have done something super super bad in order to get banned from from that place I don't even the the top floor I'll call it the top floor cuz it's not heaven or hell if you think about it cuz there's multiple levels but um yeah the top floor she got banned from the top floor and this obviously isn't the first time she has rebelled against the angels like it it's obviously not cuz there's a reason she got banned but she just doesn't remember and well I don't think I don't think Pugsley died um although it looks like that but then you if you do see towards the end we see pugsley and basically pugsley point of view that he is is falling somewhere he's dropping from the sky from somewhere um so there's there's that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't have any I don't have any theories about that, honestly. What what can we say about that? Besides that Pugsley is probably dead, but in one of the in one of the floors. Who knows? It did kinda look like the environment of the top floor, but it was more barren, so could be another top floor. Maybe? Question mark. And who is the the guy in charge of the top floor? Like, why? What is happening? Why is he seems so evil? More evil than the devils. But, like, I don't trust the devils or the devils, demons, or the angels above. I don't trust either of them. Because none of them have the best interest when it comes to humans. Or even themselves. But then I could say that for humans, too. I don't trust any humans, either. So, yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, there's not much to say on that. <laughs> um now I want to talk about Warrior Nun. If, if, if you had to see this coming. Now, I am obsessed with this show. It's 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 not a problem. I it's, it's not a problem. Yeah, it's not a problem. <laughs> I did make a couple videos about it on my story debrief channel by a couple I mean three videos actually yeah I made two videos on theories and one video on uh, is a, a Beatrice character analysis about religious trauma so yeah yeah I, the reason I want to talk about warrior none though is because I feel like it is um I would say under the radar because I don't think it's underrated with the fandom and the fans that are that know about Warrior Nun, they they appreciate it. They like it. They enjoy it. I am one of them. I am obsessed. I can tweet about it as much as I want and I would have tons to say like it's like I have another idea for warrior on video If that doesn't say how obsessed I am I don't know what does but <laughs> um I it's under the radar not a lot of people know about this show because Netflix hardly promotes it it's another thing that Netflix doesn't promote it, it has actually there's a lot of shows that Netflix doesn't promote and I could name a few Dead End Paranormal Park isn't a show that Netflix promotes if anything I see the creator promote it more than netflix does and warrior nun is another one that doesn't get promoted as much and it's just like it is infuriating because these shows don't have a chance if netflix doesn't promote them as much as netflix promotes other shows i feel like stranger things wouldn't be wouldn't be as huge as it was if it didn't get promoted as much as it did and it still does because it's one of their best or technically biggest shows it's i want to say the best show honestly but it's one of their biggest shows because they got they had promotion they netflix promoted it and they let them do interviews and they promoted it on that aspect but then there is these other shows that don't get promoted in that aspect so it's like it's harder for them to get another season and it's 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 infuriating in my opinion because worry none is honestly i haven't thought about this i read it on a tweet so i i kind of i need i need to reference this tweet i need to i okay you know what i'm gonna try to find this person that tweeted it but i don't think i will because i don't think i liked it wouldn't i like i don't know i don't even know how to go searching for it god damn it but this person tweeted um that uh Nun is um about found family and it's because it's about found family a lot of queer people can resonate to it Because technically, it is a queer found family show. All the- the nuns that you see on screen, that you meet right there, found family within themselves. They care about each other. They're like- they they care about each other, man. They're family to each other. So, like, the fact that that's there, and then the fact that they're also queer, like- most of them are queer like there's no way not most of them are queer <laughs> we know we know beatrice is gay we know ava is totally bisexual there's no way there's no way but yeah so like it's it's a it's a found family trope that lasts way longer as long as netflix would renew it so if you like the found family trope i highly recommend watching this show if you like action i highly recommend it if you like seeing religion being taken in a into a different perspective than it is i highly recommend this show it has all those things and i personally really really like it, it also has great um i'm not gonna say great yet because season isn't out, but I hope it's great. (laughs) Queer representation! So, I, I highly, I highly recommend this show. And Dead End Paranormal Park is also a really good show with great queer representation, with, um, a trans boy being the main character, like, hello. And not only that, there's a bisexual in there. Not only that, there's just, there's a lot of queerness in this show. And I, I say you should watch it. (laughs) As you can tell, uh, most of the things that I recommend are queer. Because I, I would say the same thing for The Owl House. I highly recommend it. It's queer. Go watch it. (laughs) yeah it's just man i just wish netflix gave these shows a chance another show actually that i didn't plan on talking about but i heard about through i guess asexual tiktok um was uh the imperfects it's also a netflix show that i did not see get promoted at all so you see you see what i'm talking about netflix not giving the chance to shows like come on At least give them, like, a a small budget when it comes to promoting stuff, like, post a bit on the main Netflix, um, whatchamacallit, social media, to get other people to see that this show came out just today, like, hello, but, alright. Anyways, The Imperfects is, um, a show on Netflix that I did not know anything about. Until asexual TikTok, where um uh, one of the main characters is Ace, and I put it on my watch list because obviously I'm gonna watch it as an asexual watching another asexual on screen would be dope. Um... <laughs> so yeah i think i think i've heard pretty good things about the imperfects and i think it is also like a bit of a sci-fi show so if you like sci-fi i guess i could recommend that show or you you check it out i mean i haven't watched it yet so i can't really say for s- certain but there's there's that show you c- you could check out <laughs> maybe maybe tell me tell me is, is it good i mean you could could tweet at me at the exotic owl tell me if the imperfects is a good show if i should watch it like ASAP which I should probably do but I have other shows I'm watching so you know it it would get bumped up if someone told me watch the imperfects like directly then it would get bumped up on my watch list like so high that it would probably be the first thing I watch it it, I would drop all the other shows and watch the imperfects like that I'm being dead serious too (laughs) all right well I um there's another thing I actually wanted to talk about I uh, I went to a convention in called Spooky Empire in Orlando, and the only reason I went is because I noticed that Eduardo Franco was going to be one of the guests there, and if you don't know who Eduardo Franco is, he plays, um, I forgot... I've, I know he's in The Package, which is a movie I didn't watch, um, but he's well known now because um, Stranger Things. He played Argyle in Stranger Things, but I knew him before in Booksmart, which is a really good movie in my opinion. But yeah, I I knew him before in Booksmart and then he is all of a sudden dropped into Stranger Things and now he is basically uh, famous at this point, I guess you could say. I wouldn't say he's, like, super, super famous because he's still a pretty not well-known actor. But because he got dropped into Stranger Things, a lot more people are going to be paying more attention to him because, like I said, Stranger Things is a a well-known show now or has been for a while now. But, like, I feel like this season with season four, I feel like it, like, definitely went up. Like, it's definitely... (laughs) Way more well known like a lot of people know Stranger Things. I'm I'm pretty sure you could just like go on a walk and then go up to a stranger and say, do you know Stranger Things? And they would say yes. And then sometimes they would know it, but they wouldn't have watched it watched it at all so yeah anyways i went to spooky empire it is a convention in orlando it's a pretty small convention um not a lot of people were there and i i'd say that uh if you want to go to this convention in orlando um i think i think people that know twin peaks are probably the ones that should go because i have no idea what twin peaks is i do know one of the actresses in twin peaks um who also plays the mother of betty cooper in riverdale but i forgot her name i haven't watched riverdale in the longest so i don't know really many of the actors on there anymore like by name that is i do know um betty cooper is played by Lily Reinhardt and uh then there's Camila Mendez character. So yeah, as you can tell I I that's kind of all I remember currently. Madeleine, right? That's her name? I think that's her name. She plays Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm lost. I used to know the characters. <laughs> Uh, not the characters the actors by name but now i don't so yeah i mean i know she's in twin peaks and yeah i guess if you're a huge fan of twin peaks uh, i would recommend going to the convention because they did a whole q a or like panel of 10 actors on the stage so yeah it, it... <sighs> pretty sure a lot of people were like, wow, that's crazy. They're all there. And there was also a lot of autograph signings and photo ops, all that stuff. All all spooky horror things happening all around. And yeah, the only person I knew was Eduardo Franco. So yeah, I didn't get an autograph by him, sadly. But I did get to go to his Q&A panel, which was which was really enjoyable. He's a, he's a chill guy, man, and he also yeah, he's he's a chill guy. Um I did go walk around in, in the uh, uh what's it called? The art hall, I guess, the where you get um art stuff and collectibles and whatnot. Basically where all the vendors are. And there was also a tattoo festival happening at the same time of Spooky Empire, so you could have gotten your tattoo right there as well um yeah i like walked around there like once or twice looking at everything there was a lot of stuff i was very tempted by some things but that would have really hurt my bank account and i wouldn't have had something to eat if i bought stuff there so i'm glad i was able to hold back but also sad that i didn't get any stuff so that sucks (laughs) it was it was a fun convention overall I'd say it's more for people that know more about horror than for people that don't know much. So, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it still, honestly. It was it was a fun convention to go to. I mean, I got I got to go to good q&a panel with eduardo franco so that's that's dope man yeah i guess that's kind of all the updates i needed to drop in (laughs) but i do have actually more to say about the warner brothers discovery merger thing i am angry i am pissed yeah sure them making james gunn and peter saffron co-ceos for to lead dc films sounds good and all what about all the other workers they laid off and all the animation that they took out like what about all of that man like I am I'm so pissed like they just took out people's livelihoods they just like snatched just snatched it right out of their hands they're just like done all your hard work gone it disappeared it's gone it's no longer with the network at all so like what the what the hell what the hell you like you you don't see that with any live action shows at all like they didn't remove any live action shows that they have like they didn't remove game of thrones they didn't remove uh titans they didn't remove i can't think of anything else because those are the only shows i know right now in my head instead they they went straight to the animation stuff they removed a ton of things from there and they were about to take out a writing program that helped a bunch of people with getting jobs in the industry getting a foot inside the industry but with a ton of backlash they put it back but in the warner brothers discussion name and oh man they were able to get that back but the fact that the backlash with the animation didn't do shit is annoying it's infuriating like lots of people are standing up for uh animation workers and all the people that put their heart and soul into it and yet they 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 treat they still treat it like trash they still there's this is gonna be a long fight for the animation industry it, i wish it didn't have to be but here here we are but but yeah, I guess I guess I can't take good news anymore because I'm just angry all of the time now with all the news happening. Current events and all that jazz. But you know, one 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 good news at a time, I guess. Like the L-House. I'm looking forward to that. And the new season of Warrior Nun that is coming out November 10th is also a good thing and and so yeah, I guess I'll just hold I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to things that um Do bring good vibes. There, that that is all I'm going to talk about. That is all I have to say. Um, I don't actually. I don't think we ever talked about the news Super Mario uh, movie on this podcast. Should I talk about it? I don't think we did. Did we? Hold on. Let, Let me check. Oh my god. Oh my god. We didn't talk about. We didn't talk about She Hulk, and we didn't talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. The Super Mario movie the Mario movie. <laughs> I don't know what to call it anymore. <laughs> Everything sounds wrong, but oh, oh my god, okay. I guess, I guess I'll guess i have to say my thoughts on the She-Hulk. Um, She-Hulk, all right. So I recently finished it because I was watching other things. <laughs> Criminal Minds. <laughs> Anyways, so um, She-Hulk, it was in- it was- I liked it. I liked the show. It was great. I enjoyed it. It was a nice show. I don't really have much to say out. <laughs> uh, I don't have- else much to say words they're failing me right now i don't have much to say on it honestly but um i did enjoy it i liked it it was a nice it was a nice show it was like a good palette cleanser from all the other marvel stuff that (laughs) dropped. i don't know if that made any sense but i think it did yeah it was a nice palette cleanser from all things Marvel, and also She-Hulk, um, I forgot her character name, Jen, Jen Walters, and Matt Murdock together as a couple is honestly everything to me, and I like them, I like them, I mean, sure, sure, I would like it to be an on and off thing, I don't know why I would want it like that, I, eggs, I guess? <laughs> that's the only way i could explain that maybe maybe it is the angst maybe i just want it for the angst who knows but i mean one person does live all the way in hell's kitchen and the other one lives in california la i don't know where in california but she lives in california so but yeah i like them together i like them together i i ugh. I like them together <laughs> oh chainsaw man oh before i talk about chainsaw man my bad let's talk about the mario movie as to be expected no one cares that chris pratt is mario and everyone cares that chris pratt is mario if that made any sense everyone hates that chris pratt is mario is basically what i'm saying and they would have liked it to be the actual mario voice actor who i think could have created a voice for mario to begin with like ah oh, man but 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 there's a butt the animation looks freaking dope like it looks so cool it looks great and jack black as bowser is everything to me like that's the only thing i care about in that whole movie honestly i would watch the whole the whole movie without uh hearing mario aka Chris Pratt's voice. Like, if there's a movie edition out there where Chris Pratt, all his lines are muted and just subtitled, even though I would have watched it subtitled anyways, that was just muted and everything was subtitled, (laughs) and then you could just hear all the other voices, um, I would be down for that, honestly. I I would watch that edition, but... Um, yeah, that is my thoughts on the Mario movie. Dope animation, Jack Black as Bowser is everything, uh, yeah. I think I hit all the key points. Chainsaw Man, right. Um, Spying's Family is back along with Chainsaw Man, and I like the intro so much, even though I don't understand the references of- in, in that's it, the intro. But that's okay, because I like the intro anyways. I should really- I should really get more movie references, shouldn't I? Oh, man. Oh, well. But yeah, Chainsaw Man is a very- it's, it's a very fun watch. I did try to read the manga, but I guess it just didn't hit as much as it did for Spacer, who actually reads the manga like it is the holy bible. So there's that. For me, the Holy Bible is Spyx Family. I've read that thing like like crazy. I I've reread it too, honestly, and I'm like right now waiting for the new issues to drop before I read it because I'm I am like I am I am obsessed with Spyx Family. It's it's the it's the found family, faked married, uh, fake family trope, which is everything like ah, it's so good. Like, they're gonna fall for each other if they haven't already. I don't know who's gonna fall first and who's gonna fall harder. Like, there's obviously one or the other. Or, uh, like, just obviously. And the fact they have Bond now and and oh oh my god It's, it's it's a great it's a great anime in my opinion it is fun to watch it is it is even fun to read and chainsaw man has great animation as well as actually spy x family spy x family also has some great animation but um yeah i like spy x family i like chainsaw man it is hilarious i it's great like the little little actions that they put into these characters that you probably see in the manga anyways manga whatever. I did not mean to hit my mic, (laughs) but yeah, it was, it's great. It's great. I like it. It's great. Yeah. I think I've basically talked about everything that I could. Yeah. So I think I talked about almost everything. I've caught you guys all up with most of what is happening in the entertainment industry or what is actually headlining in the entertainment industry. So yeah, if you enjoyed this episode with just me ranting uh please give this uh, a nice a nice rating on whichever platform you're listening on um if you didn't enjoy it i don't know why you stuck around this long so i guess you should give it a rating and it has to be a good one because you stuck around this long it's kind of weird that you stuck around this long and and didn't enjoy it honestly weird hate listening i don't i will never understand it anyways if you enjoyed it please give it a good rating and follow me on the socials at the exotic owl on all social media platforms except for facebook because why would i have that and you could follow the the podcast too on whatever platform you're listening to and also on twitter at at the Space Pod podcast, I think. Yeah, I think I'm right. If it's not at the Space Pod podcast, then it's at Space Pod podcast. It's one of those two. You will be notified when a new episode drops if you follow the Twitter account and also follow me because I notify you on other things like my current obsessions and also when a new episode drops. <laughs> so yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed listening, and I'll see you guys. Or actually, I won't see you guys. <laughs> Okay. I'll be back next week. Remember, new episodes every Thursday slash Sunday and slash means or so every Thursday or Sunday. See you guys next week. Or ah oh man, I should really not say see you guys. This is a very long outro already. I'll I'll be here next week. Peace out.